Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Well, one of our very favorite guests has joined us on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and our friend Doug Melrose in the house. Hello, Doug. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. And and uh, the big reason for your arrival in our studio today is to talk to us about the 30th annual Minnesota AIDS Walk. Absolutely. But let's get started here uh, because historically we have talked about the Minnesota AIDS Walk and we talked about the Minnesota AIDS Project. Now you are just us health. Explain that transition. So recently we've merged Minnesota AIDS Project and the Rainbow Health Initiative merged together to form Just Us Health. And our reason for that is because people are living with HIV longer and they're needing more services that we can provide. We've opened a behavioral health clinic um, providing more services, chemical dependency. Um, so we're, we're trying to help people that are, are living with HIV. Which is wonderful news. It is wonderful news. So people are no longer dying, but it's one of the reasons why people think that HIV is over. But historically, we've been having about the same number of new infections in Minnesota for the past 16 years, which is about 300 new HIV infections every year. And that number needs to be going down. Mm -hmm. Still still something we need to be talking about. Um, So... Colleen referenced that it was the 30th anniversary of the Minnesota AIDS Walk coming up, but it's not just the Minnesota um, AIDS Walk's 30th anniversary. It's also your anniversary, 30th anniversary of participating in the AIDS Walk. Yes, I've led the warm-up for 30 years. I was there the very first year, May 1988. Um, I went because my boss and mentor and friend, David Gray, um, who was the owner of the firm, and you know the firm. Oh, yes. Quite <laughs> Bradley well. knows the intimately. firm intimately. <laughs> yes. I mean, literally intimately, because that's where I met my partner. Hi. Yes. In my class. <laughs> yes. In the back room. Aww. Exactly. Uh, that's that's a story moment. because you revealed his uh, sexual orientation to the entire class. Because everybody kept thinking that he, wa- he was someone's sister. And then yes. it was just, it's a great story. Yeah. Um, so anyway, David Gray. Someone's said, brother. I think yeah. he meant, not sister. Right. But I mean sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now he's a sister. Girl. <laughs> Mr. Sister. Um, so, yeah, 30 years ago, David Gray came to me and he said, he goes, Doug, we have to do this walk. It's going to be really important in this disease, which we didn't even really know anything about, which is why people started walking and why the Minnesota AIDS Project came about is because we needed to do something and we needed to fight because the government wasn't helping us. The doctors didn't know what was going on. So we needed to do something and provide services for these people. So David said, like, let's do this walk and let's do the warm up and I've been doing it ever since and I lost David 12 years ago mm. so I still walk in honor of so many people I was going to say and it's not just David I mean there are countless stories and countless people not only in your own lives but in the lives of you know a lot of the people that have been involved 
Yes, yeah, so and that's what years. I want this walk to be, is a walk to remember. It's 30 years of walking, 30 years of fighting, and we can't give up now, and we do have to keep talking about it, and people aren't talking about it. That's what we have to do. HIV is still very real. Yeah, absolutely. What, you know, do you find that over the 30 years you see kind of, um, I mean, obviously new people coming in and doing the walk, but, you know, do you see kind of the same familiar faces, people who've been committed to this for the entire duration of the 30 years that the Minnesota AIDS walk has existed? I do see the same familiar faces, which is an amazing thing for me to lead the warm up and look out and say, I know you, I know you. And I remember the very first walk and it was a small you know, amount of people that turned up and the LGBTQ community back then was very small. And so I remember looking out and thinking, I know that person, that person, that person, that person, that person, that person, mm-hmm. that person. You know, I knew almost everybody that was in the crowd. Um, and I still see a lot of those people, but sadly, a lot of them are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, back in the 80s, when HIV was really kind of coming on in the Twin Cities, people were disappearing because they were either moving to a bigger city that had more services, like what Justice Health provides, or they were, if they were lucky, they moved home or they just died and disappeared. And you would go to the bar, which was, you know, there was two. <laughs> and we, you'd go there and you'd be like, what happened to that guy that always stood in the corner? Or what happened to that guy that I used to love to dance with? Or, you know, there was just certain things that people just disappeared. So um, speaking of disappearing, the, the, the dates have sort of moved around the calendar throughout the years. Tell us why. Um, we're doing it in October this year and kind of give paint us a picture of what you see this year's AIDS walk, um, not only representing, but how it's going to look and feel. Um, so I moved it to February. It was a, something to change things up. Mm-hmm. So we did it in February for two years. Um, last year, it happened to be there happened to be a Super Bowl the weekend before and everyone in Minnesota was kind of brain dead and it was six degrees. So I said, you know what, I'm going to try one more time to this year to get more people to come out. And so it's all about remembrance. We've got some great videos that are going to happen. Um, we're involved with the Twin Cities Gay Men's Chorus that always sing a song called Walk Hand in Hand. Um, the Ladies of the Lake are going to be there to give us a blessing. Um, it's one mile. You can bring your kids, you can bring your dogs and cats and whatever you want. Um, it's totally pet friendly. But um, there's going to be food trucks and it's um, all at Minnehaha Park right at the pavilion. You know, what I kind of love about that is, first of all, that that's where at least I remember it being for so long was at that the Minnehaha Falls Park area. Also to have it in the fall. Um, well, the beautiful colors are changing Absolutely. along the around the river, around the falls. I mean, kind of just a picturesque time mm-hmm. for memories to be made and, and to be kind of honoring and uh, remembering all these years of doing the walk together. Um, that'll be a really beautiful, beautiful time. It will be a walk to remember. Yes. So and I remember 30 years of walking and I've had great times with it, but I also, you know, it's a special time for all of us who, you know, can take some time to miss those that are gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a time of reflection for mm-hmm. sure. So if people are listening, maybe they've never been, to the walk before maybe they this is something that they want to discover for the very first time how does a person do that you can go to our website which is www.mnaidswalk.org you can show up on the day of the event and register at t- starting at 10 o'clock the walk will begin at 11 like i say it's one mile so it's not going to take that long um and it used to be a, a longer walk it used to be six and a half miles but one of the things that i wanted to do with it is to cut the costs and we used to have to pay permits for minneapolis and st paul we had to pay police yeah because you'd go across mm-hmm. the- River, right? Right. 
So we went on. And then there's a lot of people out there who are maybe handicapped or disabled and aren't able to walk six and a half miles mm-hmm. or be pushed in a wheelchair or whatever stuff. So it's just going to be a mile, going to be easy. It also just take up a, a big part of your day. Yeah. yeah. I would have to be there by 10 in the morning and I wouldn't get done until four in the afternoon. And yeah. It was great. But, you know, I think a lot of people are busy these days. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, okay. So again, go uh, online. MNAIDSWalk.org. And um, you can register or you can donate. If you can't come and walk, just make a donation. You can make a general donation or you can donate to donate to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's well, $5, Doug. Doug $5, $5 means a lot to us. So oh, we sure. take every penny. Thank you so very much for joining us today and uh, and for sharing your memories of 30 years doing the Minnesota AIDS Walk. And uh, again, MNAIDSWalk.org. That's the website if you want to participate. And thank you so much, Doug. Thank Thank you for having me and for all your guys' support. My Talk 107 has just been fabulous for supporting us in the walk. So thank you both. Well, and thanks for coming and hanging yeah. out with us again. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Carrie Underpants is showing her uh, close-up of her scar again. Oh, Why wow. are we still talking about her face? We'll be back after this on My Talk 107. Why are we still talking about Carrie Underwood's face? I don't know, actually, but we need to get her on the show, maybe. Yeah, right. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And but why really seriously, why are we talking about it again, Bradley? Oh, that's a great question. I had that very question uh this morning when I was trolling the interwebs. Uh kind of like or kind of like deep sea fisherman. We just put our put out our nets and see what comes up. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, I see this headline. Carrie Underwood shows close-up of Scar and throwback photo. Oh, God! So I opened this photo expecting to see once and for all her scarry face. And despite like a few perhaps, you know, red spots, I'm I'm not even sure I know where the scar is on this face that we've been talking about for the last, seems like five years, but right. probably more like six months to a year. Right. It was a year, right? Because I think it was fall of last year. I can't, it's not on my calendar. Anyway, it was not like she, a major life event for me. She, <laughs> nor me, nor anybody, except for, for Carrie her. Underwood, who keeps, keeps talking about her dumb face. Yeah. And I'm not saying her face is dumb, although the fact that I have to talk about it indicates to me that there's just something dumb about this story. Mm-hmm. Do you, I mean, I guess her, the scar thing is above her nose or above her lips, right? Right. So it's. You know, I would I would describe it as being sort of right along the Cupid's bow, kind of under underneath her nose, um, and you can see it. Here's my thing. This is what this but is it's what not even it doesn't even look like no. when you say scar. I think of literally like ah. like Phantom of the Opera yeah. situation that you'd have to wear a mask over. That I don't know that the way she behaves about it. The way she has talked about it, that's what I keep on visualizing. It's like when, you know, like when you have a cold sore and you're like, um, oh, my God, I can't go outside because I have this giant tumor on my face. And then you go outside and and nobody notices. And you're like, and you do that thing where you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I have a cold sore. Like my existence, I apologize for because I have a a giant hatchet wound on my face. Mm -hmm. And no, in fact, nobody noticed it until you pointed it out. And, and in now, fact, if you had shown me this photo of Carrie Underwood, I would not have even seen her scar. Mm-mm. I would have said, oh, look, she's got some weird makeup on her face. Um, it's like glitter and, and different colors for something. Um, I never would have thought, oh, God, burn it with fire. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, kill it with fire. She, she acted like she was going to be unsightly at some, and she's not. She's beautiful. Also, here's, I think, well, okay, how do I? There's a couple things. The first thing is this. There are lots of different lotions and potions and serums and things that are very expensive that people with means are are able to use to minimize the appearance of scars. Yeah, also surgery yes. or like yeah. There's procedures. all kinds of procedures for that. And and she certainly is one of the people who is able to have all of those that she wants if slash when she wants them. Right. So that's my first thing where I'm like, okay, well I can't see anything probably because you've fixated on this and, and, and chained like taken advantage of all of those things. The thing that I think frustrates me the most, or I have a difficult time with is there are many people who have had tragic things happen and they end up with scars. Some of them far more pronounced and the hullabaloo that Yeah, and there are people with like birth defects right. who have struggled their whole life right. to accept uh, things that they had no choice in. She fell as an adult and an extremely privileged woman. It's like, what are you crying about? Well, it's the hullabaloo around it and this constant like, we're going to have a conversation about Carrie Underwood's facial scar that you can't even see with the naked eye that makes me just feel like, are you at all aware of the message that you are sending to people with any kind of deformity that they couldn't, you know, that they, that happened as an accident or that they were born with whatever the focus back on yourself. It it, just turns my stomach. It's a lack of perspective that she has. And it's so frustrating like at what point will she realize how ridiculous this is that we keep on going back to this? Well, obviously silly she's. I mean, th- it's working. That is a question, probably, which led me to want to talk about the fact that we're still talking about her face. Because to me, what it really is is a cheap way to get people talking about her. That's what this really is. So mm-hmm. if if I'm going to be cynical. Um, in that, you know, I have to wear the cynical hat when I do this job because I can't, if I arrived to this job every day and was like, oh my God, poor Carrie Underwood in her face. That just, who wants to listen to that? Like, it, it's it's like, no offense to some other people who do things for a living, but like just taking the the slop that's been served up by a publicist and reacting to it, that to me is not like... I mean, you can go listen to that in 20 different places. I'm not doing that because I don't have time and I don't think it's very interesting for very long to listen to people react to fake stories. I think... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. 
They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Very likely that this is just a means to keep her name in lights. You know, she's got a a tour and an album and, Mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff. She was just, um, we just talked about her for doing something legitimate, which was actually getting like the third album uh, to chart. Wasn't it like the third? She became the first woman to have, I think, three albums uh, released at number one on the Billboard chart or, or something. something like that. Yeah, yeah. no, now that's so, sounding familiar. So like, I, I think that like she could maybe just stand on her own merits instead of concocting these dumb storylines about things that probably are also misdirecting us to pay attention to actual stories that are going on in her life. True. That's also true. You know, the other thing I think that, that I, uh, I, maybe I'm overly sensitive to this, but my, my sense is that she's also kind of doing a little compliment fishing, right? When she puts out a picture of her her scar and says, you know, uh, like I don't even know what she captioned this thing, but like you know, throwback to my scar no, I don't even think or whatever. There was, was there? I don't think there was a, a caption. Maybe there wasn't. Yeah. Now that I'm looking at it, no, there's no caption. But you know, what, is she doing that so that people will make her feel better oh. about something she feels insecure about? Yeah. Here she says, "FBF" to filming the Love Wins music video. So, yeah, I I mean, again, enough with the face. Yeah, you're beautiful. And so if it's her publicist, I don't know, whoever is doing the storyline, like be better because, I mean, she's actually talented. She's actually got stuff going on. I don't know why we need to be focusing on like the one minor imperfection on her face that nobody is talking about or caring about. Yeah, that doesn't even really look imperfect Uh, at all. Um. Of course, every day at this time, we uh, start to transition to talking about D-bags. And you may be wondering, uh, yay, I can't wait to hear more about the D-bags, but are you going to talk at all about Project Down and Dirty and all the amazing money that you raised for a bunch of charities? Yes. The answer is yes. We are going to talk about that again a little bit later in the hour. But have no fear. We have selected two very worthy D-bags, two celebrities behaving badly, and we are going to highlight them both for you um, when we come back in a little segment that we call Lord and Lady D-bag. Also, both of them are Cardushians. Which Cardushians are the D-bags today? Wait and find out after this on My Talk 1071. behaving badly they do it so regularly that in fact we have a whole segment devoted to it on the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com everything entertainment colleen lindstrom bradley trainer and uh we call those celebrities behaving badly d-bags Yes, we do. Presenting <laughs> Lord and Lady Douchebag really? okay. of the day. Hey, before you get to D-bags, I'd love to give something away. What? A D-bag? Yes. No, oh. we're not giving away a D-bag, but Good. we are giving away a one sixty-second minute. 60 second minute. One sixty-second <laughs> minute. I mean, each minute is 60 seconds. But it is a 160-minute float session at Sanctuary Float Spa. And this is going to go to caller number... Three. 
651-641-1071. Caller number three gets a 60-minute float session at Sanctuary Float Spa. And I will tell you, you will love it. Yep. It is the most relaxing and amazing thing in the whole wide world. Okay. Caller number three, you get that amazing float session. All right. Now, I would like to crown my D-bag, Chris Jenner, because of this. Okay, I want you to listen to this clip from Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I think that this is the one that started or that aired yesterday. And um, this is a conversation that's happening between Kris Jenner and Scott Disick, the ex-boyfriend of Kourtney Kardashian, the father of her children, who's still on the show and still maintains a close relationship to the whole family, even though he's broken up with Kourtney. Here's Kris talking to Scott and I will stop you when I lose my mind. I wanted to run something by you. Hit me with the runner. Okay. I'm trying to figure out how to surprise Sheila with a facelift. When I had my face done, that was really a hard thing for me to go through. And who was there every single step of the way? Sheila. It just occurred to me, like, she's wanted to do this for years, but this is just not something she would do. I want to do this for her and be there for her like she's always been there for me. I'm so excited. Like, I want to jump up and down. I'm so excited that I just, she's been such an amazing friend and she's just always there for me. I mean, even though it's really a sweet gesture, are you at all nervous that we could offend her in any way? Okay. Okay. So, oh my God! I'm so excited to give you a new face because you're so hideous. So that's one of the tracks that I go down. Like if I'm just trying to imagine a conversation where a friend came to me and said, "Happy birthday" or whatever. I got you a facelift. Like okay, awesome, rude. So the sentiment, I get it. And like, it's just the way she puts it, right? Because, you know, if she has expressed a desire to have, and again, you don't know what facelift means. Does she mean she wants to get her eyes done? She I, don't wa- know. I mean, like, great, yeah. awesome, make that happen for her. But like, there's just maybe a better way to present that. But can we talk about the other thing in there that totally made me do one of these? Oh, tell me it was about how traumatic it was. For Chris Jenner. Or that Scott Disick was wearing surgery. a knit hat in the summertime. That's also really just irritating and annoying. But yes, when she says, when I had my facelift, it was a really difficult time for me. I'm thinking to myself, Chris, that yeah. well, constitutes you, a difficult time look, in your life. Look, you have to take people where they are. And for her, that probably That's is very much the truth. The best she can which be. Which tells you exactly what kind of life she has. That for her, elective surgery is the most traumatic thing she's had to deal with. So that says a lot about Kris Jenner. I mean, and it's I, not good is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, no, it's not a compliment. Yeah. I, that was the part where I was like, I don't, you and I yeah, do that's where not the record first eat the same cereal. Because I was like, well. Would you what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I think, it was a, I think I know what she's saying and she could have just said it in a way that didn't sound completely like self-absorbed. Like you could say, look, I uh, had a procedure. It did not. I was it took a lot more out of me than I thought it would. The and healing that girl process was, was harder than I thought it would yeah, be. Like, 
It was a but tough like, I had process. such a hard time spending lots of money and having elective surgery. Oh, that poor was me. a really tough time in my life. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Not like, you know, the whole husband. Not first divorcing you and then announcing that, that she was she was Caitlin. transitioning. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't. But the facelift was tough. Yeah, well, I hey, get it. No, yeah. girl, do you. <laughs> Do you? Speaking of you, um, you're my D-bag today. What? No, actually, (laughs) that'd be kind of hilarious. Have we ever done that? No, I mean, Um, at least not publicly. Not publicly. (laughs) Uh, Kylie Jenner is my D-bag. What now? Now, Look, I am digging real deep, but I don't care. It's a Kardashian, and it just makes me happy. Because Kylie Jenner, she don't care. She's a billionaire, and uh, although I think she's a fake billionaire, and I want somebody to do the actual investigative reporting. Like, I know you got all these reporters out there doing stuff. Could we do the Kylie Jenner is not a billionaire story? Because I'm just convinced that she is not an actual billionaire. That said, the reason that she is my D-bag today, it comes from this article. Kylie Jenner already already wants a second baby. It was written in Ireland. Um, It's my (laughs) Irish accent. So I thought, okay, well, I mean, sure. You're like, I'll bite. Why not? I want another baby. But when is the question? The 21-year-old reality star shared on Snapchat while answering questions from fans over the weekend. Oh, thanks, Page Six and Derek Bryson Taylor for, you know, staying up on that beat over the weekend. Uh, okay, but I can't really <laughs> The fall- Kylie Jenner Snapchat beat. Yeah, I'm like, so sorry. Uh, that that's- I'm going to do a reporter on uh, Kylie Jenner wanting a new baby on Snapchat. Um, so I thought, well, that's just boring. I'm not going to talk about this story. I don't care that she wants to have another baby. Woo. Join the club. To all those other women. Not yeah, married. I was going to say that you're not in. She goes on to say, and I'm definitely not ready this second. And I know and I don't know when I will be. So basically, she's like, someday, theoretically, I'd love the idea of maybe having a child, but I don't know when. And I'm certainly not in a place to do so now. OK, so far, I'm really thinking that Derek's doing a great job of giving me a reason to pay attention to this story. No, but I read on because I think surely there must be something Kardushian in right. here. Right. Yeah. If you dig deep enough, she you will find it. She sounds really right? normal so far, and I'm getting worried. And uh, then, then she goes, the makeup maven adds she wants her second child to be a girl so Stormy can have a sister. Well, okay, I bet women have, have that thought, and parents, right. you know, like how many times I've heard men like, you know, wanting a, a male child, and I'm like, that's the dumbest, weirdest thing I've ever heard of. It's a child. You get a child. You get whatever you enough. get, and you don't but throw I'm a not, fit. But that's not my world, whatever. Right. Here's where it all went off the rails. Quote, this is Kylie Jenner talking about having a baby. Mm-hmm. I want her to have a really feminine name. That's all I know. Okay. Okay. What is she talking about? I don't even she, know what that means. I want her to have a really feminine name. That's all I know. Someday she would like to have a second child. She doesn't know when, probably with whom. I don't know. She might have moved on by then. She doesn't know where. She doesn't know if the thing that she's actually thinking about is the name of the child and having a really feminine name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I ask you why that is the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life, at least for this segment on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071? Because. Um, she's thinking about the name and not the actual child. Yes. Also, girl names are feminine. 
ish. I don't know. I don't know. I don't the know what that means. Feminine. What does that mean? Like, <laughs> like know. what's a feminine name versus not a feminine name? Beverly like, yeah, is a like, really feminine name, but you know, panty. Pan- <laughs> Liner. I was just trying to think of like a like feminine vagina? name. Vagina? Yeah, I mean, I was <laughs> Estrogen? just trying to think of like what would be a feminine Cervix. word is a name. I mean. X chromosome. I mean. Yeah, see, now you guys are doing it. Now you're thinking like Kylie Jenner. Yeah. So because again, like is Stormy a feminine name? Right. It has an eye, Bradley. That, is that what That's makes true. it That's true. Only feminine? if she signs it with a heart. Dots the eye with the heart. Also, what is her father's name? Whose father? Kylie. Kylie's father, Bruce. Caitlin. Caitlin. Yes. Yeah. So what name was Caitlin born with? Bruce. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is that a feminine name? Is that a masculine name? I'm just just saying like you, it's none of your, like what? You are so weird. I know. I know. You have no perspective. First of all, what parent goes, oh, I don't know what I want, but I want a girl and I want it to have a feminine name. Like, like you're playing Barbie dress up? Well, that's the thing, is that that's what she's doing. And that's what I mean by, like, she's focused on the name and not on the fact that she'd have a child to raise. A human being. She just wants to name things. Honey, just get another well, that- lip kit. Jeez. Like, you don't need to, like, in order to name things, it doesn't have, you don't have to have another human walk out of you. You can, like, like name a color or, like, I don't know. Make an art piece. Is is uh, is Colleen a feminine name? It means girl, so I guess. Is Holly a feminine name? Is Amy a feminine name? Is Donna? Give me the woman's name that's not feminine. Mm. First of all, Frank. Okay, sure, but we don't usually give women the name of Frank. I mean, it's just ludicrous. But we could, though. You, of course, you could. But Why that doesn't not? mean it's a masculine name. Exactly. Okay, I really quickly, I know we've got to get to some Project Down and Dirty talk when we come back, but I have to quickly pull a thread through for you guys really quickly on something that just occurred to me. Do you know who the musical guest was this week on Saturday Night Live? Travis Scott. Who's Travis Scott? Her man. Her boyfriend slash Stormy's father. Yeah. What did they talk about on Saturday Night Live? Kanye. Kanye. Why? Because Kanye was on last week. If indeed Chris Jenner is not cool with or like is not somehow orchestrating this Kanye West, Kim Kardashian sort of dissonance that we think she is because she's literally choreographing their split as we've been tipped off to. Oh, yeah. Somebody, one of our she would have yeah. gotten in the way of them having that conversation with Travis Scott on the show because oh. he's associated with Kylie. Yeah. Sorry, that just all occurred to me in one minute. I had to get it out. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, Project Down and Dirty led us to learn not only a lot of things about ourselves, but a lot of things about you, my talkers. And we're going to tell you You, what we learned about you, my talkers, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Colleen and Bradley on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Uh, and over the weekend, we had a wonderful time performing in Project Down and Dirty. Yes, Friday night was amazing. But you know what? It wasn't just about us, right? Well, it's about... I, mean, I guess there were other people there, but whatever. We just want to tell you, my talkers, <laughs> what we learned about you. Because we learned a lot about ourselves in that moment. Um, but we learned a lot about you, my talkers. 
And one of those things is how extremely, extremely generous you all are. Right, Bradley? Uh, absolutely. And, you know, um, the way we always kick off whatever performance, whatever show experience, whatever group experience we have at the end of Project Down and Dirty usually begins with, um, you know, our radio father coming forth, Dan, and sharing with us how much money was raised overall. That's kind of one of the big parts is when we see the. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out pretty sure that's j-lo and p.s the person behind all of this is chris jenner llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel a total of all the money that each individual show has raised for their charities and how much you know listeners have raised courtesy of their ticket sales or whatever the the means of supporting the endeavor is right Right. And, you know, we don't we know only as much as we are able to cobble together based on what we're seeing online. Right. So, like, we know that, you know, the morning show raised thus and such for their charity and and, you know, Lori and Julia raised this much for the charity that they're working with. But what we don't have is the whole big picture until the very, very moment that we are kind of finishing up tying the bow on Project Down and Dirty. And so when our radio father, as you said, stood up and said a gigantic number, it about knocked us over. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because Are we saying the number? I think we I can. It's what... on it's on the website. Oh, okay. It's 120 something. I'll look. I'll tell you the exact anyway, figure. It was a, over a hundred thousand dollars and it com a hundred twenty two thousand twenty one dollars. Yeah. So that number will continue to go up. You can still make contributions. We would love for you to do so. But it's not just the direct contributions that you guys made from of course um calling in during or not calling in, but uh, making contributions online for uh, those individual organizations. Mm -hmm. It's also the ticket sales. It's also the fact that like our partners in this made it very um, lucrative for the charities by, you know, I mean, think of everything that Mystic Lake provided to make this this uh, experience happen Mm -hmm. such that we could turn over the proceeds of our, uh, ticket sales to those charities. So it's it, it's so many people who came together to make the, those things happen. I don't think people often realize how um, how much um, you know what is actually going into that that total. Right, and making that possible. And also, you know, we have wonderful sponsors of the radio station who step forward and match the contributions that you put forth dollar for dollar, um, which makes such a huge difference. And when we talk about those charities, I think it's important for us to tell you about the charity that we were working with. And that was the Stevie Ray's Skills for Life program project. Sorry, the Stevie Ray's Skills for Life project. And, you know, 
I'll be honest, at first, before we had gone through this experience, I was having a really hard time understanding what exactly those skills for life were. But when we actually put into use the skills that you learn through improv, I could see very clearly how they applied to each and every person who finds themselves in an uh, with that opportunity to learn improv. There are so many things, you know, we all have a little bit of a lack of confidence, probably, except for Lori. Lori's the only one who's not a confident. Yeah, Lori a is literally the person. only person who, well, and I think maybe Steve Patterson. Right. Yeah. Are very confident people. Yeah. But, you know, the, and the majority of people have like something inside of them that is, you know, tells them that they're not good enough or tells them that they're the wrong person for something or who am I to do X, Y, or Z? Um, and and what improv teaches you is that you are, you have come to the table a whole person and what you are there to do is the thing that needs to be done in that moment. And that is just sort of a broad, a broad view of the skills that you learn um, through improv. And so CV Ray has been taking the principles of learning improv and using them to teach people just basic skills for life, for advocating for yourself, for asking for a job, for speaking up in a situation where you feel like maybe you uh, don't have a voice, all of those things. And he gives those principles to people who have found themselves in a place in life where they really need to call on those things more than they have ever needed to. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, if you guys are just joining us, by the way, on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're talking about sort of the gift that you guys gave all of us. Um, and by us, I mean the charity, the the experience of Project Down and Dirty, and certainly those of us who were, you know, on the stage. Um, I mean, our listeners continue to be the most generous listeners um, or really generous people. I mean, it, it it amazes me. You and I and everybody else just showed up to be boobs for three mm-hmm. days um, and got, you know, we got to like hang out in a really nice hotel, hang out in a, you know, awesome casino and eat buffets all, all day. Like we didn't, I don't know that we, I mean, did, I, I'm not sure we sacrificed a lot for this experience, mm-hmm. but our listeners did. Um, and the people like mystic Lake certainly did to make all of those things happen. And now, um, you know, each of those charities, like for Stevie race, I don't think we quite understand. I don't know what the exact total is, but they will get, an amount of money that they have never been able to actualize before. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. so they will be able to do things that they never thought they could do solely because of our listening audience. That is the only reason like, this is not like some soup can drive where, I mean, we do a lot of different, you know, fundraising things throughout the year, but this is something that is transformational for them. It's not just, this isn't thing to add to our bottom line. We'll be able to offer a few more classes. No, this organization will be able to affect people in ways that they never thought that they, uh, or never dreamed. I shouldn't say thought because most likely they did think, but now they can actually go beyond dreaming it and see it actually happen in real life. And that's only because of our listeners. And we really cannot thank you all enough. Now, when we come back, You know, we assume that people have some questions about what we went through during Project Down and Dirty. We wanted to give you the opportunity to ask them if you have a question about Project Down and Dirty, 651-641-1071, specifically about Project Down and Dirty comedy. We would love to talk with you after this. Bye. My Talk 1071. Everything. Can I tell you a secret? I think you might be a songwriter. Entertainment.